0: Uh, Looking unto Jesus. But for, I really want you to pay attention. Uh, Be attentive. Because I believe the Lord has given me something that will really help you. Say in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ, my Lord, is a great shepherd. And I am the sheep. And I hear. And I know the voice of the shepherd. I have ears to hear. I have eyes to see. Because blessed are my eyes for they see. And my ears for they hear. And to me it has been given. To know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I hear. The word of God. I am a good soil. or oh, my heart is a good soil. To receive the living word of God. It's changing my life. Renewing my mind. And directing me in the paths of God. The paths of life. In Jesus name. Amen. Now all what you need to do is pay attention. All you need to do is pay attention. Let's go up again to Second Timothy chapter three. It has been our text for all this. Second Timothy three verse one. It says, "By this, by no, but know this that in the last days, perilous times will come." And then it gives the list of the kind of people that we see around. <laughs> it gives a long list over there. But that word perilous, again, is a harsh. So it talks about, but this knowing the last days. Now if 2,000 years ago is the last days, which you find that Peter says in that day of Pentecost, uh, as it had been prophesied by, by Prophet Joel, that the last days began then. So having begun about 2,000 years ago, church, this means that we are actually in the last of last days. We are in the last of last days, and Jesus is coming soon. So perilous means harsh. Again, means it's there on the screen savage, difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, grievous, hard to deal with. And the world describes the world describes a society that is barren of virtue but abounding with vices. Now, we see that in our generation. Do you all agree, harsh times, savage? Do you all agree there are difficult times that we see, dangerous, painful, fierce? But I have got good news for you about all this. Now, in dark dark times, you need light to see. That's very important. In those dark times, you need light to see. Light, of course, this is not like a, a rocket science, But but it's it's important that light enables you to see. It's like, oh yeah, anyone shall know that. No? Are you acting on that? Light enables us to see. Let me read something that came out, some utterance that came out this past Wednesday, on the second while we are here for Wednesday prayer service. As we prayed at the end of it, I, I had some some insight. And let me, let me read it the way, the way it came out. I believe I have received some insight concerning times that we are living in. In Second Timothy chapter three: one, about perilous times, dark times fears had to deal with, but that is of the kingdom of darkness. That is the manifestation of the kingdom of darkness, because you see the enemy knows that his time was short, that is about to be thrown into the lake of fire forever. But what about the children of light? Glorious times are ahead of them, and they are about to enter into their eternal liberty in Christ, the redemption even of their bodies. So they do not wait until that time, because they are people of faith. They live by faith. Even when they are perilous times, they guess at the glory. They expect the glory of God to manifest in their earthly bodies. For you see, as the scriptures say, that we have. This treasure in earth and vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So because there are dark times, it does not have to be dark in your life. Light, the glory of God should be so visible in your life as you look at your Redeemer. As you anticipate even the powers of the age to come manifesting in your life, it is like a great rehearsal of the things that you are about to enter into because the Son of God is coming soon. So you see, because of the future that he has in store for you, do not be like the people who walk in darkness, but stand as a person of the light, as children of light, and expect light, expect the glory of God, expect the leading of the Holy Spirit. And as you do this, your life becomes better and better. You do not have to say words of the worldly people, of doom, of darkness, of insufficiency. No, say words of the glory, sufficiency, Glory, provision, strength to do the will of God and do your assignment very well because you have been provided for by your Redeemer. Yours is not earthly, it's heavenly. Just as we have seen according, just as we have seen concerning the Son of God, He did not rely on the earth. To accomplish the divine purpose for which he came for. He relied on the Father. He relied on the Holy Spirit to accomplish the will of the Father. It's the same with you. You have received the Holy Spirit. Heaven is standing. A great cloud of witnesses is standing. Cheering you on. So don't fade. Don't fade. Do not grow weary. Look at your Redeemer. And keep on expecting that glory to just come around you. To manifest through you. And you will know your provision you will know divine health, you will know strength, you will know peace, you will know heavenly presence, no matter where you are, or no matter what happens in this life. Hallelujah! That's another realm. Your life is not earthly. You've been born of the Spirit. You've been born of God. You've been born... To walk in victory. Hallelujah. That's that's rejoicing right there. Now, now look at this. So looking unto Jesus, you're talking about in 2 Timothy 3 1. But know this that in the last days perilous times will come. But then in Psalm 36, verse 9, Psalm 36, verse 9, it talks about for with you is the fountain of life. With you is the fountain of life. And look at what follows next. In your light, we see light. Oh my goodness. In your light, we see light. Now listen to this, church. By focusing on on the light you have, you receive more light. By focusing on the light you have, you receive more light. Now, I'm going to expound that, just that statement that I have made. You cannot focus on darkness and see light. That's a problem right there among many believers. You cannot focus on darkness and see light. Church, if I start talking about demons right now, and I give you, several of you to come and give, uh, quote, unquote, of your testimony of defeat. Of what the devil has done in your life and running over your life and did this and this. I'm telling you all of us will go under depression as we leave this, this church building. <laughs> I, I went years ago to a meeting. I think that was 1997. And this preacher will talk about demons. I'm telling you from the beginning to the end. Seriously, I was some few months old in the Lord. I thought, really, I thought that demons are all over me. This preacher would speak about demons. And then the moment he said, Now, need to cast out devils out of people, I was at the altar. Uh, serious, I'm I'm telling you like like the King James says, verily, verily. I was at the altar and I stood there right there and I lifted up my hands. I thought these demons have to go out of me. And he he started, fire out! And people are falling and, and spitting and vomiting. I was still standing. And I looked around and people are on the floor. And I thought, God, help me. That demon didn't come out of me. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. I went went out of that meeting and the devil said this to me. I didn't know it was the devil. The demon that is in you is so strong (laughs) that could not feel the power of God. And it took the mercy and the grace of God for me to renew renew my mind from that, really. Because that's what I thought. I was a baby in Christ. And... Now, this is the kind of meetings that you're taught about demons that if you go to your house, you see a cockroach, you see a mosquito, it's a demon. Anyone who's ever been in such a meeting, don't go back. (laughs) (laughs) Get the word of God. Don't go back there. But it's true. Because you see their focus there. They are focusing on darkness. Therefore, I mean... That we know from the scriptures the existence of demons, and we cast them out. But that's not our focus. You, you remember years ago when people will sing like uh, you know about Jesus, and then they come to a place like you know Shetana Kinyona and a shake shake. They, they will shake. They will shake for about ten minutes and speak uh, and and sing about Jesus for one or two minutes. You remember that, or oh, you weren't born then. Ah <laughs> <Anna>, shaky shaky <laughs> that was madness. I don't know, I'm I'm not mad that you who wrote the song, but there was no revelation there. But but you cannot focus on darkness and see light. You cannot focus on darkness and see light. Listen to this: you cannot see provision if you are focusing on your lack you cannot see provision if you are focusing on your lack you cannot see healing if you are focusing on your sickness and disease you won't and that's the way the world is we cannot fo- we cannot receive breakthroughs if you are focusing on the finance bill That all what you do, you gather in the evening, cup of tea tea with a coffee with your friends and talk about uh, financial, finance beer. You don't see much with that. Do I say that there are things that need to be fixed in our nation? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But we should have our focus. In your light, we see light. In other words, the more we focus on the light, on light that we have, the more thankful you become. Has God been good to you, church? All right. Do you have all the things okay in your life? No? Is everything in your life fixed? No? But look at this. Are we thankful? Have we seen God's provision in our lives? Have we seen him do things in our lives? Hallelujah. Do we have even our pro- his promises? Are we even saved? That's the place to begin with. Father, thank you that I'm saved. Hallelujah. Thank you that I am saved. Thank you that you've redeemed me from the curse. Thank you that I'm alive even today. Yes. Hallelujah. There are things in your life that may not be all right. But let me tell you something. To Like, like the scripture says, we give thanks in everything. For this is, let's, let's go there. First Thessalonians chapter 5. The media people say when I come down here, I walk very fast. Yeah, I feel like I'm all loosed from (laughs) from that platform over there. But first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. What did I say? Chapter 5. Verse 18, sir. In everything, how many things? In everything. Are there things that you're experiencing in your life today? That don't seem to be right? We are not thanking God for those things, but in that situation, you start lifting up what? Thanksgiving, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So listen to this: when we start focusing on that, on, on light, on that light, the more we become what? thankful. Thanksgiving is a key for more manifestations of God's will in your life. The opposite is true. If you focus on darkness, you will mama. You'll complain. You'll complain about everything. You focus on darkness. Remember this, in his light do you do what? See light. But you start focusing on darkness. You don't focus, you start focusing on things that are not happening in your life. You're not going to have any solution. Listen to this, you cannot have a solution if you are talking about the problem. Don't forget that. You will not have a solution if you are talking about the problem. What is the pro- problem? Darkness. You're focusing on darkness. You're focusing on On darkness. And the more you focus on darkness, the more you're in big problem. But you start focusing on the solution now. In the light that God has given you, you start realizing your spirit is lifted up. But my God, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If you meditate on it long enough, light will come in. You start thanking him now. What follows next is thank you, Lord, for provision. Thank you, Lord, for provision. You've made a way for me. I may not see it right now, but I'm thankful. That is is actually an act of faith. So, So, thanksgiving is focusing on light. While the opposite is true and gratitude, Is focusing on darkness and looking away from Jesus. Looking looking away from Jesus by thus being unthankful. But when you start focusing on God for what he has done, I'm telling you, you're gazing at him. You're looking at him. What is happening? Hope rises up within you. Light comes in your heart. You just know it. God has made a way for me you'll just know it in your within you walking in the light let me say some things over there in your in your light we see light let me say some some more of that when you focus on darkness or when you focus on darkness you will complain it becomes even darker in your life You'll, know, you'll not know what to do. What happens? You will speak that darkness. In other words, you'll continue speaking the problem. You'll become weak. And that's exactly what the devil wants. Let me, let me show, show you something over here. And I, I pray that you will be able to see what I'm saying. Very last times... Are they coming from God or from the devil? If they are coming from God, you'll have perilous times in heaven. You see the point? But they're not coming from God, they're coming from the devil. And I believe one of the reasons that that is happening is because he knows his time is short. So what is he doing? He's throwing every weapon. Listen to this. To make the earth like hell. Because he knows his time is short. So he's coming from the, the devil. But listen to this, what, what, what the Lord wants. The Lord wants us not to focus on that, but to start to focus on him, our redemption. What is the plan of redemption? One of these days will go into eternity with him. We're not going to find perilous times there. They are glorious times. So what are we supposed to be focusing on? Glorious times. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord rises up, raises rises a standard against him. That's in Isaiah 59 verse 19. So listen to this church. This is what it means. These are times that we ought to experience more of the glory of God of God than any other times. Because when it's dark in the world, our light is shining brighter. Let's go to Exodus chapter chapter 8. If you do not run around, don't knock me down if you run around here, the platform. Let's go to Exodus chapter 8, verse 23. Thank you, Lord, for helping me. Let's start from verse 22 and then 23. And in that day, this is God speaking. Look at the type of redemption. It's the type of redemption which is actually uh, the, the children of Israel in Egypt. Look at what he says. In that day, and in that day, I will set apart, apart the land of Goshen. And then he says this. In which my people shall dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. In order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. In other words, if you are seeing flies in your house, they ought not to be there. Or oh, cockroaches, sorry, just, just but kill them. There's doom. But look at this verse twenty three. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Hallelujah. In other words, it's dark. In the world. But God says this, I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. Go to to, to Exodus chapter 10, verse 23 also. Let's start from verse 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Stretch, stretch out your hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. Now look at what follows. They did not see one another. In other words, if you saw your wife uh, three days ago, until today you haven't seen her face. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. Are you ready for that? But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. (laughs) That's that's the type of redemption. That's the type of redemption when it's dark in the world, it's shiny in in your life. There's light in your life. There's light in your dwelling. When they are struggling financially, you are thriving. I don't know if you heard that. When they don't know what to do, you have the answer. Why is that? Again, that's Psalm Psalm 36, 36 verse 9. In his light we do what? We see light. So don't forget that. Walking in the light is living in your new nature as a new creation in Christ. It's living in your new nature as a new creation in Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, if anyone be in Christ is a new creation, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is brought about by receiving revelations of God's word, and acting on them. In other words, church is being a doer of the word. Remember, we saw God is light, we saw Jesus, who's the word, is light, and we are called what? Children of light or sons of light. So we see that's the kingdom of God. In fact, if you start you go to the book of Revelation, if you are dealing with God, you'll deal with light, you deal with fire. You deal with the glory of God. That's about God. If you are dealing with the, with the devil, you'll deal with darkness, becomes darker, lukewarmness or cold. I'm not saying this cold season is from the devil. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease cold winter, you know, winter, summer, and all that. But listen to this. This is brought about by receiving revelations of God's word and acting on them. Walking in the light. Now listen pay attention to this. Walking in the light deals with our true Christian character. Walking in the light deals with our true Christian character emanating from our fellowship with the Lord. In other words people even uh, can see outwardly is visible that we are walking in the light. It's our true Christian character. If you are children of light, that ought to be evident. Let's, let me see if you can check out some scriptures here. <clears throat> Let's go to Matthew, chapter 5, verse 16, from the Amplified Classic Version. Amplified Classic Version, Matthew five, sixteen. So walking in the light deals with what? Our true Christian character. We must, church, we are charismatic. We shout, we dance, we pray in the Holy Ghost. But we must build our Christian character. Emanating from our fellowship with God. I'm not talking about religion. Our fellowship with God through the Holy Spirit. We have to. We keep our word, amen, We what we say we do, <laughs> okay, that is not, you're, you're not enthused about it, but, but let's read some scriptures over here. Can we start please from verse 14 for context purpose? You are the light of the world, Jesus said, and then he says this, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Okay, so he calls them. Remember, he said, "As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world." But now he's turning to his disciples and telling them, "You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden." And then he says, "This nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house." So you see, if all these uh, fluorescent tubes and all these lights you see here, if you had put them under, you know, in the in the in the foundation, would that be of any use here? Or if we could have hidden every one of them, could not have? Could that be of any use? Not at all. But look at what follows next: Let your light so shine before men. Whoa! Let your light so shine before men that they may see. So, in other words, our light is visible. So you're not talking about, you know, you've had people say like, you know. I'm okay, but God sees at the heart. But you're not seeing your heart. You've ever heard of that? You know, I'm, I'm not the kind of person, do's and don'ts. But let me give you a, a good example. Uh, uh, young lady, please dress up nicely. You know, you're, you're not dressing well. He said, I'm okay, but I feel okay. You know, God sees at the heart. He's seeing my heart. But we are not seeing your heart. We are seeing your short skirt. And open thighs. Oh, so so sorry, sorry, mama. So sorry, so, 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 so. But, but but you see what I'm talking about? But if you tell us we are seeing, we're not seeing your heart. Anyone who can see is anyone's heart except me, I'm seeing your heart. No, I'm not seeing your heart. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? But look at this. There's a scripture views over the years from 1 Samuel chapter 16, actual verse 7. It says this: For God does not look as men. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. But when the heart has been set right before God, it will be visible in what we do. I'm not talking about do's and don'ts. I'm talking about fellowship emanating from, I mean, light emanating from the true light. Jesus Christ, on our day-to-day walk with him. So to speak, we are like the moon. Light is not coming from the moon, but we are close. We kind of position in a way the sun, S-U-N is Jesus, and then through us we reflect his character to the world. You see that? I did a little bit of some physics. You can tell that. Eclipse and... (laughs) But are you seeing what I'm saying? Now, then he says, Jesus said this, let your light so shine before men. Before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? Moral excellence. Now, he comes into the nitty gritties of of it. He says now, it's a moral excellence. It's your character. People can touch God, but they can touch you. They can be touched by your character, but they can be touched by my character out of what? Our relationship with the Lord on our day-to-day life, that that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds. Church, because you are born again, don't say that. Yeah, I'm not saved by works. Yes, we know that. But listen, listen, listen to this. Saved people do good works. I'm not saved by works, you're saved by grace. Yes, I know that. But saved people do good works. In fact, I do believe this with all my heart. The world which is in need, needs believers who are generous. Not stingy. And the more we are generous the more God is providing for us and multiplying the seeds that we are sowing. We ought to help the sick. We ought, to, we ought to pay bills of sick people and tell them, this is the Lord who's done this for you. We ought to feed. Excuse me, I'm spitting a bit here. <laughs> There's a Holy Ghost spit. So Sorry. <laughs> If I, if I come close and I shout and I speak, you just say, hallelujah. <laughs> You've been baptized again. <laughs> but, but look at this. Are you seeing that? We ought to be generous, church. Let your light so shine that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble and goodness, and recognize and honor and praise and glory you glorify your Father who is in heaven. In other words, they see what is in our lives and, in, in, and, and they are touched by that and they start glorifying who? The Father who is in heaven. All right. Is that clear or do I need to say some things about that? It's clear. Let's go to Ephesians chapter four from the Passion Translation. We'll do a little bit of reading here. But this is a... Uh, The word of God. So it's not just reading. It's the word of God. So so look at this, what I've just said there. About let, I mean, I didn't say, Jesus said. Let your light so shine. He says this. So with the wisdom given to me, Apostle Paul says by the spirit. From the Lord I say, you should not be like the unbelievers around you. I thought you were going to say amen who walk in their empty delusions. Look at what follows next. Their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God, their blinded understanding, their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness, darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. In other words, the knowledge is there about God. We find that in the book of Romans, actual chapter 1, talks about the, the attributes of God are visible. That men are without excuse. There's no excuse. Someone can say, like, it's a big bang theory that men came into existence. That is impossible. I mean, if it's a big bang theory, then your nose one day should be where? Near your toes? It doesn't make sense at all. There is a creator. In fact, the Bible says, because of that, in, in that Romans chapter 1, it says this, then their hearts are darkened because of being ungrateful, unthankful. And what happened? The Bible says started burning with unnatural passions. And the Bible says it's so clear there. It's clear. Then men started burning for passion for other men and women for women. And that's where you find homosexuality and lesbianism. Why is that so? Their hearts were darkened. Why? They could not recognize the creator. They focus on darkness instead of light. Light brings in thanksgiving and honoring God for who he is in our life. So he says it's their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. You don't want to be in such a place, church. Look at what follows next. Because of spiritual apathy, they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. Now that's terrible. Remember, let your light so shine that men may see our good uh, good deeds In, in other words he's saying this if this is the way you lived before you're obsessed with lewdness impurity and sexual perversion now obsession now you are in christ you don't walk that way you don't walk that way you are a new creation in christ you need to walk in purity you need to to have a clear understanding concerning your boundaries. Okay. Look at verse 20. But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you. Are you seeing that? This is not the way a Christian should live. This is not a way of life. Remember, it's it's walking that reality of a new creation. And then he says this. If you have really experienced the anointed one, who's Jesus, and had this truth, it will be seen in your life. It will be seen in your life. And then he says this, for we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Christ. In other words, if if you've really been born again, there ought to be fruit. You know, if someone says, like, kwanilen dugu wa miokoka, andijiranietu mm-hmm. a now, now, I can't go anywhere because <laughs> I'm back and I'm just, I'm just here. Now, when you come to know that, now I come on. When you You see what I'm saying? In other words, that there's no light in his life. That the 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 ultimate that the, it will be seen. One and had this truth, it will be seen in your life. Yours and my life ought to have fruit. And the Bible is showing us that, that Christian character, true Christian character is light. Let's go to the next one. Is that that one? And he has taught us, he has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man. Now this is not the people who lived many years ago. That's the man that you were before you came to Christ. You had an ancient man living in you. No wonder non-believers grow old so fast because they're already old inside. Oh, did you see what, did you hear what I say? And he has taught non-believers grow old so fast because they are already old, they are living an an old life, but we have a new person in us that, and he has taught taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man, the old self life, which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Is that the last scripture that? From delusions. And that, that's verse, let's continue, verse 24. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you, church. In other words, you've been here for a long time in this church, it's time to be made new and not just keep coming, coming in church and your, your life is not reflecting that light. I had a certain, a certain man was telling me, I've had one tell me this week, and another one I've had over the years saying this. Pastor, you teach, teach the word in this church. And if one comes for years and years, and they are not embracing the word of God, I don't know what's wrong with them. I agree. I agree that we ought to be changing. We ought to be looking better and better in our walk with the Lord, And we ought to walk more in the light than ever before. In other words, development, even developing our Christian character. But look at what follows next, verse 24. And to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within us, within as your new life, and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness, and you now belong to him. In the realm of true holiness. That is Christian character. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Let me read some, some things in verse 8 to 16. I'll do a bit of some reading. Are, are you seeing the connection? Because you know I can tell, like walk in light, in the light. You say, Yes, Pastor, praise the Lord. Walk in the light, my sister. Yes, Pastor, hallelujah. But if I don't give you some practical things, that will help you to connect. What is this light? First, you have to have fellowship with God. If you are not a believer in Christ, you cannot walk in that light because you're already darkness. But when you come to Christ, we ought to start now, what? Seeing that development of Christian, true Christian character. Look at this, verse eight. Once your life was full of sin's darkness. Anyone who remembers that time? I do. But now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. You see that that connection, that fellowship. The Bible says, in fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7, he who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So you are, we are united with him. And then he says this, your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. Do you have a mission? This is your mission. Your mission is to leave a a child flooded with his revelation light. Look at what follows next. And the supernatural fruits. Now that is visible. Of his light will be seen in you. One of those or some of those supernatural fruits will be what? Goodness. Hey, tongue-talking people, you ought to be good to others. We ought to be good to others. You know, sometimes I just don't understand of believers in Christ who cannot even greet one another. I mean, they greet no one. I really don't understand that. Listen, brothers and sisters cannot even talk. They're mad at each other. How is your light going to shine? If you have not been talking to one another, listen to you, if you have not been talking as siblings, if you have not been talking to one another, start asking the Lord, God, I want your light to shine. I really ask you to forgive me. And if it, if you, if it takes me going to ask for forgiveness, I'm going to. This is your assignment. Listen, you have not been talking to your brother, you have not been talking to your sister, it's time for a turn around. It's time for a turnaround. That you start asking the Lord how. And humble yourself before the Lord. You tell me the Lord has no way of doing it? You tell me he has no way of doing it? I remember the time. (laughs) Years ago we met. uh, We had a family meeting. And then after. Years ago. And then uh, they had this. My elder brother had this good idea. Of what he was going to do. And then uh, I said, actually, let me read from the scriptures because that's not scriptural of what you want to do, actually, and therefore, if you all are going to do it, I'm not going to do it. I was the last one to speak. So I was gracious, everything was so gracious as I could. When I left, I didn't know I left problems. Then I made a big mistake over the following, I think several months, then he didn't come for Christmas uh, holiday. And then some siblings that he had been talking to, uh, I started listening to them how my brother had been talking about me. That was such a mistake. I listened every, to every negative word and my heart was full. I felt disgusted towards him. I stayed. I didn't call. You know those ones that you not call? I think that was 2009. Was it 2009? Uh, then, one morning I was praying and the Lord said, Call your brother. I said, Oh God, 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 God. <laughs> and listen, if that is not enough, call your brother and ask him to forgive you. Whoa. Who forgives who? God, you must have missed an address here. Who's supposed to forgive? Who? Oh, it was heavy. You know what? Since it wasn't in my heart, it was an act of faith. I wrote it down what the Lord told me. So he's in Nairobi. I'm in Nairobi. He's in Mombas. I'm looking at what I've written. Forgive me. And I said it, and I was done. And I was waiting for him to say, I actually, I should be the one asking you for forgiveness. (laughs) I could tell his attitude the other way. is like, "Eh, you didn't know that you ought to have called me all this time. I didn't like it. But I had obeyed unwillingly, but God worked with me and helped me. And then something happened after that. I feel it didn't take long after that. Uh, it, the, the wife gave birth, and a few days, the, the, the baby was diagnosed with a, they call them blue babies, they you know, the hole in the heart. And then uh, I was praying in the morning. They are doing the burial in Mombasa, and the, the Lord told me this. Ah, I want you to go for that funeral for, for them. Another for the brother. So I, I didn't intend to. I had no intention. I was going to support them and all that, but I didn't intend to travel. In fact, we had so many trips with Pastor Wade, going to Budalang and back and forth. And I said, okay, Lord, I'll do so. And listen this. And then I told Pastor Wade, I told him, Pastor, the Lord has spoken to me. He needs me to travel and, and be with my brother and help him. He said, how are you traveling? He said, I'm going by bus. I don't want to drive. with three, two days. I don't want to drive. All to my bus. I said, no, you should not go by bus. I'll pay for your airfare. I said, yeah, that's even better. I said, go. He <laughs> told me, go check out how much it is. And Davis, you don't go to, need to travel by road all the hours. Fine. He paid for my air ticket. I went down there, helped my brother and his family, and came back. And they thought, I mean, I, I like my, Davis? He said, Davis paid? An air ticket to come and be with us. That was such honorable to them. Remember the Lord had told me for them. Do you know what that did? It sealed our relationship even more. Now it's always has not been good, perfect. But I'm telling you, we are not at mad with each other. And I will never allow that to happen. We may have differences, but still I can humble myself and we can talk. And now there's more, we have more respect of this. If I don't like something, I'll tell him and he'll accept instead of going to listen to a sister over here who has a story and another brother, another. You know how that ruins families. I was talking about you. Did you see what our brother, elder brother did? Yeah. He thought he owes us. We owe him everything. Yeah, yeah. Even just during this last Christmas, the way he appeared, we didn't like ah oh, okay where's your light i told you i'll talk about your family i'll talk about your relationship i'll talk about your kitchen <laughs> talk about your cupboards <laughs> cockroaches also to be out you see all, all those things because this is a a wholesome redemption <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah now, look at this. Let's go over there. So, what is that? It will be seen in you what? Goodness. Christianity, how many times do you say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But that should be also others can, be, can pick that fruit of goodness from us and eat. Are you seeing what I'm saying? They can come around and say, wow, you're different. Who are you? And you tell them, actually, I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. Wow, how is it that I've met other Christians, but you are different? You have been developing. You are letting your light what shine. Another one is righteousness. People cast in the office, you don't cast. Not because you don't want to cast, but you are born again. And truth—that's another thing for Christians: being truthful. Where are you? Ah, 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 you know, you know, actually, no, tell me where you are. Oh, I remember, oh, I remember Is to have with service providers. Call them, asking, where are you? You know, we said you'll be here at 9.30 to do these repairs. Where are you? He said, I'm on the way. I said, no, don't, don't play tricks on me. You're on the way. You can be in Kisumu, you've just left Kisumu, but you're on your way. What time will you be here? We are, what time did you agree? I'm on my way. I said, tell me where you are. You will never trick me with that. That I'm on my way. I'll ask you where you are. And then I will ask you to say the truth. That's upon you and the Lord. Don't do that, believers. <laughs> How many times do you hear believers? He said, be truthful. Believers, be truthful. Be truthful. Be truthful. If you have any creditors, be truthful to them. That's your life shiny. Sit down with them. A certain brother called me as, he, a, a while ago and told me, Bro, uh, Pastor, this is so bad. I said, what do you mean by that? The man wants to take back his property. Mm-hmm. We've paid some few millions, but we need to pay all the amount. And the, the man says, it's over now. I say, no, you can't quit. Let's have a Zoom call. Let's have a meeting. And we did. I told them we can't quit. First, you need to do what? Go sit down with your creditor. Talk with them. Speak from your heart. Tell them you are believing in Christ. You're not playing around. And I know you've not been playing around, but things haven't gone that direction. Do you know actually what happened? It didn't take long after that. They got the money and paid off all that amount. But you cannot be switching off your phone because of creditors. I told you I'll talk to you. You cannot be switching off your phone because of creditors and get another Safaricom line. no no that's not light that's darkness those are deeds of darkness that's not walking in the truth listen there is the truth is the word of god but even in our lives we must be truthful in our operations day after day we must be truthful that's the part also there's the truth the living word of god but as children of light we must act on truth uh truthful acts so to speak, if I said that one right. Now go to the next one, verse 10. I told you I'll talk about you, unto you. Then you learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. And then he says this, verse 11. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness, because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. Let your light so shine, before men. People can see you're different. You've traveled, you don't cook up receipts to give to the company. Yeah, the facility I spent is twenty thousand. And you know you went to those roads down there and you paid two hundred and fifty per night. That's not light. Huh? Why don't you go spend that twenty thousand you enjoy right there and give them the receipt with the ETR? I told you. I remember uh, my wife went to, was sent by the school. She's a teacher, and, and she went buying books for the school. Was it books for the school? Was it books in somewhere in River Road? And then uh, a man asked him. I uh, asked her. uh So what kind of receipt do you want? How much do you want me to record here? So what do you mean? How much? I mean, uh, an example, if I spent 3,000, it's 3,000. Put 3,000 there. It didn't didn't occur to her that people go there. And if it goes for uh, 3,000 because it belongs to a company, they will write like 7,000. Amen? Sing on Sunday. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Really? 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 Then we are here. Lift up your hands. Lift up. The hands are heavy. There's darkness. Too much of it in the heart. (laughs) Hey, this is a day-to-day life. I told you, at the end, I'll talk to you about practical living. Now, look at this. The very things they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. You don't want that. You don't don't want secrets. Some little secrets. No. Be an open book. And then he says this, whatever the revelation light exposes, it will also correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. What does light do? Just just opens our lives. We are transparent as we can be. We're transparent. We don't have cookbooks. Cookbooks is, a, is an accounting terminology. In other words, you cook books. <laughs> you cook books. You make them right. You, you avoid things, Some, You say some things and some you don't say. The people you try to... uh, Let me say it for myself, okay, in this I I don't like dishonest people. You sit down with them, you never get their heart. They can tell you a little bit of this, and you can tell that's not really complete. I've sat down, actually, with people in counseling and they don't want to say the truth. You're wasting my time. So fix my life. I won't. God doesn't, I don't. For me, it's to help you to see the light. But if you are allowing darkness to be part of you, you're not going to be delivered. Honesty is critical. Of course, you don't go open your heart to everyone. You know, you know, you meet your bus conductor and say, can I open my heart to you? No, no, no. You know, that, that's foolishness. There's no wisdom in that. You, you understand? But if you, you really have relationship, then it has to be what? An open heart relationship. And the believers who are never honest. Never. You can't hear things. You can tell, they'll tell you a little bit. And if you connect two and two, you realize, no, not. I remember (laughs) that individual um, some years ago, Miss Ruth met with that individual. And they left, I said, Ruth, I don't agree with everything they said. I mean, they are wrong. I can't tell there's darkness in their lives. I said, okay, pastor, I love you too. Uh Uh-huh. But you don't say the truth. That's walking in darkness, church. Okay, that is not popular, but that's okay. I didn't come to give you popular things. I I came to give you the word. Let's go to the next verse, please, verse 14. This is why the scripture says, arise, you sleeper. Rise up from your coffin. Coffin is what? Death. Death is what? Darkness. Rise up from your coffin, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. Hallelujah. And what follows next there, it says, uh, so be very careful how you live. Not being like those with no understanding. But listen to this. But live honorably with the true wisdom. Live honorably with the true wisdom. For we are living in evil times. Are you seeing that? So be very careful how you live because there are what perilous times, not being like those with no understanding, but live what? Honorably with the true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. In other words, have nothing have nothing to do with the darkness. That's the point. Have nothing. This is walking in wisdom. Is have nothing to do with the darkness in your life. In other words, if there are things that you've been hiding, you need to expose them. You need to repent them before the Lord and let them go. And he says this. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. Let's go what follow us next there. Verse 16, please. Is that it? And don't live foolishly. Verse 16, where's verse 16? What is verse 16? Come on now. Let your fingers do the walking. Let me go over here to my... Ephesians 5 says this in verse, oh, I read, okay. So be very careful, here. there are two scriptures together. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. And verse 17, and don't, uh, verse 17, and don't live foolishly, for then you'll have discernment to fully understand God's will. And don't live foolishly, for then you'll have discernment to fully understand God's will. And it goes on and on. Don't get get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Oh, our generation. A little wine has become so popular in the cities for the elite. That's upon you with wine. I was delivered from a family of alcoholism. I drink water. And it is sufficient. It does the work so good. If we so called drink it warm. Okay. Don't get drunk with one which is rebellious. Instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. You say, like, yeah, but I've gone to other places and people drink. What is this in Africa? Ah, oh, but where are you born? Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's normal. That's upon you. I told you that's upon you. But you don't know addictions. When they come into you, you will know that those addictions are terrible. Alcoholism is a killer. I've seen that. I've seen it in my village. What it has done to people. Bring them to complete poverty. I don't play around with alcohol. To say, well, we drink one. Go ahead, I won't. I will not drink wine. I'll drink water. Okay, that seems like for the elites, they still want their wine. Now, in all this church, all this is our love walk on a daily basis. All this is our love walk on a daily basis. Let me read some few scriptures quickly, and I say quickly, I mean quickly, Okay. You'll go home. I won't keep you here forever. Let's go to First John chapter one. I'll do just the reading. I think I may go up there and do the reading quickly. So you get ready for Holy Communion. First John chapter one. First John one. It says that which is heard from the beginning. No, no, no. Let, let me go back. Let me go down from verse 5. It says this. This is the message that you've heard from the beginning. Uh, This is the message that you've heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Are you seeing that? And then verse 7 says this. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. Are you saying that's clear? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in him. Now look at this verse 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 3 Chapter 2, verse 3. Now, by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. And then, verse, verse, he who says, look at verse 6. He who says he, he abides in him, ought himself also to walk just as he walked. And in verse 7, brethren, I write, to, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you've heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Have you seen that? Look at verse 9. He who says he's in the light... Let's read that one together. And hates his brother is in darkness until now. Love and hatred is light and darkness. Love is light. Hatred is darkness. In fact, I encourage you something that I've done over the years. uh, I don't know if you use it, but I know some people mostly they speak this way in English. It says this. I hate this weather. You've heard people say this? I hate this world. I hate it when it's too sunny. You see, you're sowing seeds of hatred into your heart. Don't talk that way. Don't ever put, if if you want to do anything, say, I hate sin. You understand that? I hate wickedness. But don't put hate, 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 hate for the creation. Of God. You are sowing seeds of hatred. But then what about your brother? You can be in your time of prayer. Even if they have wounded you. You say this. I love them Lord. I forgive him. And I love him. And at the first time you say those words. You feel like there is a knife in your heart. Because you know you don't in the natural, but you are not depending on that. Listen, when you come for salvation, you say this, I believe you are the son of God and I confess I'm saved. In other words, it's your confession of faith. So you say, I love that person by faith. Are you seeing what I'm saying? That's walking in the light. But if you keep confessing of darkness, uh, you, you say, I hate my brother and I hate the way they did to me, you're opening a door for darkness. Listen to this, verse 10. He who loves his brother abides in the light. We shall be known for this love, people. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because darkness has blinded his eyes. So we've seen in a nutshell, that the light we have in us should be visible. And that true Christian character is so critical in us walking in the light. Our morality, not emo, morality. We are fidelity. Now, that's this fruit of our walking with the Lord on a day to day basis. That is what the world is going to attract the world. Into our lives. And then they can be born again. Let your light so shine among men. So this day. You know that your relationship with someone is not right. It's time to forgi- to ask for forgiveness from the Lord. As we come to partaking of Holy Communion. The, this week should be a mending of relationship week and ask him for forgiveness week. If your husband and wife have not been talking, this Holy Communion has broken that. You need to go back and start talking. If you move to the other bedroom, go back now. I oh, am. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Go back now. Say no bed shall separate us. Praise God. No bed shall separate us. I know you heard me. When you go back and start breaking those things, listen, church, it's so easy. It's so easy. You start breaking some things there, and your children experience a home which is different. And children can say this. We remember when mom and dad couldn't talk to each other. But one day they broke that, and they start talking to each other, and our family has been ever good for all these years. And they are telling their children. And then they tell their husband and they tell the, the, the wife, say this, and us will ever talk in this home. It's your light so shine, even in your home. Their neighbors you don't talk to because uh, your chicken ever went to their compound. You need just to go and apologize. And you can give them that chicken. He said like, Pastor, I thought you were going to say one scripture after another. I'm telling you the scriptures. I'm talking about you acting on the word of God. Just go back over there. Oh, my goodness. There's a a neighbor. Bless him. He has a, uh, he's different. I bless him. He's different. But he has even goats. You know male, male goats? Huh? I can open the door You know, to a city to a, to a room and I, I smell. You know the way male goats smell? Uh, you don't know? You, you all grew up in the city. Now think about us, the neighbor. And then you hear somebody, ah, just over there. My goodness, we moved to the rural. I tried one time writing him a letter. is a very well-known man. Well, dignitary. Well-known. I wouldn't even try even to to mention his name. But I, I wrote, no, no, I, I did. I, I called him. He lives uh, out of the country. And I explained to him. And uh, he said, okay, Reverend, uh, I'll see what to do. I followed after. He did nothing. In fact, he put a pile of, of uh, you know, just building materials that have been used. What what is it, what do I call them? It's trash, it's trash, just trash, taka taka, right at the wall at the fence. And then I I call him, he's out of the country, lived in Europe. I sent, I call him, I think he didn't pick my call or then I sent him a text and he said this, "Uh, you found me there when you started building that house. You found me there so build a wall that you'll not be able to be seeing my compound. I'm serious. That's what he told me. Man, I, I had some, some words which are not of God, almost coming out of mum. <laughs> but he did nothing. Thank God now it rained and then those old tagatagas were covered by weeds. But you'll open the window on this. Right there. So he say we build a tall hall, wall that we can see his compound. That's terrible. That's not neighbor. And he celebrated. In fact, I said, I've got a good neighbor. Praise God. Love. Forgiveness. Mercy. Kindness. Good fruits. Stand up on your feet, please. Oh, I knew this one where you're not going to jump the way you like jumping around and saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I knew that. You don't do that when, a, when you're going through a surgery. But when you get, you are through with that and you say, wow, praise God, and you healed me, Lord. So I really want you to talk to the Lord and, and, and come to a place of true repentance as we come to his table. ask the Lord to forgive you for areas in your life that you've allowed darkness to encompass you and ask him, Lord, I want light. I'm going to make up the decision to live by your spirit and to live in that light. The areas in your life, you know, that you've harbored addictions. Ask the Lord, I don't want this darkness anymore. I remember certain, uh, Individual years ago, we're talking years ago, said I was so bound by that addiction. One day I just said, "Lord, I don't know all what I'm going to do, but I'm going to that altar." And actually, that addiction left that individual. I know the especially remember the ones that I remember. Two individuals came to the altar, and that was it. God delivered them completely. Many years after, said I, I was so ashamed. Of What I would do in secret, but God delivered me. God is in the business of delivering his people because of his love, church. So don't let this moment pass. Don't 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 think of it. I just went to church and I went back home. I believe his delivering power is available. And therefore, I want you to lift up your hands to just speak to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and speak to the Lord. I won't do it for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, go ahead, let that light shine in your heart, this is your deliverance, people who've known that they have had anger issues, anger issues. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is coming. As you humble yourself before the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is coming upon you and you've been delivered from that anger. And I sense that has been in your family. That has been in your family for the anger issues. You saw that in your dad's life, but it's come on you. I sense that haunting in that. God, the Bible says in Psalm 103, He forgives all our iniquities. Just ask God to forgive you from that iniquity of anger that has ruined your life. That has ruined the relationship. Here, yeah, I see that. That has ruined relationship in your life. Ask Him. Ask Him to forgive you. Repent of that iniquity and Holy Spirit of God. Father, you gave me this wall. You clearly gave it to me. I release faith in your ability to set your people free as they repent. Chains are broken. Chains are broken in the name of Jesus. Chains of darkness in the name of Jesus. Be broken. Be broken of people, God's people. like, yes, it's been a secret for a long time. The Lord wants you to repent of it, And the power is coming upon you, the power of God. He says, it's he who causes both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. You're willing. And he's helping you. He's not a condemner. He doesn't condemn his people. He delivers his people. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Every kind of addiction, every kind of bondage, anger issues, and everything that has kept you away from your freedom in Christ. I take authority over it in the name of Jesus and every spirit behind this. I command you now leave God's people. No, you have no right. The blood has come upon her. The blood has come upon him. You have no right to stay in that home. Go from that home. In the name of Jesus. Father, let your light shine upon this life. Let your light shine upon this home. In the name of Jesus. I sense this as also has taken advantage that you've had health issues. But as you've released that forgiveness and you've released those that anger from your heart, God is healing you. God is healing you from different kind of sickness and disease. God is healing you and because of His mercy and His grace He's healing you right now. Father, thank you. Say in the name of Jesus. Father in heaven, I ask you to forgive me from anger, from unforgiveness, from everything that is of darkness. I ask you to forgive me, Father. And I humble myself before you and I forgive others. Forgive me for the people I have hurt, I have wounded. Even my family members, for some of you it's the same thing. Even for my family members that I have wounded and hurt. Forgive me, Father. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Heal my life. Heal my relationships heal my body, restore my soul in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the work of your Spirit in the lives of your people. Say, I commit to walk in the light, to walk as a child of light, as a son of light, to your glory and honor. In Jesus' name. That's your freedom.